0: everyone and welcome to On Tour With,
1: the podcast where we go on tour with your favorite bands and talk to them about their lives on and off tour and everything in between. I'm Jaden and I'm Spencer. Let's hit the road. Hello and welcome to today's episode of On Tour With. I'm Spencer
0: and I'm Jaden.
1: And today we have Troubled Minds with us.
2: Yeah, so uh, my name is Matt Aldewood. I play guitar and I sing in a band called Troubled Minds and I'm so happy to be here.
0: We're so happy to have you. Thanks so much for taking the time. So yeah, um, if you listened to last podcast, you know that this podcast is is about um, meeting with bands and getting to know their lives on and off tour, crazy things that have happened, um, insane things that have happened in just life in general. Um, so we're just going to get to get to know Matt here for a little bit. I think in a little bit the drummer is going to hop in, which will be really awesome as well. Um, so, Matt, what really, like, inspired you to get into a band and really join a band? Is that, like, always been, like, a lifelong dream of yours, or?
2: Yeah, um, I remember, I mean, like, I was a little kid when I wanted to be in a band. I was, like, if I had, if I could, like, remember as far back as I could go, um, I think I was about maybe, like, seven, and I really wanted to be in a band. Uh, the... The kid that, like, lived across the street from me that, like, I always hung out with every day after school, um, we would, like, go through his older brother's CDs. And he was, like, 10 years older than us. So he was, like, 16, 17. And, um, I mean, I found, like, Blink-182 that way. I found Bad Religion, Papa Roach, like, all of these, like, really cool bands. And, I don't know, we just kind of, like, really... We got into music at a young age, and like listening to you know whatever CDs we could find in his collection, and um you know just do little kid things like ride bikes and like jump on a trampoline, and you know we we just really liked punk rock because we knew it like it like I don't know what's what's the right word for this like it really like gave us a fuck ton of energy, you know what I mean? And it, like you know it made like jumping off of a uh, ramp on a bike like way more cool. So you know yeah, it was probably. Yeah around that age and like i mean it's really childish and funny um because like i was <laughs> I, yeah like seven or eight or whatever like we're like on the trampoline and we've got like i don't know what we were doing we were like playing air guitar and air drums like pretending like that was a stage and like um yeah i mean that was just like what we wanted to do and we would just uh like you know, throw on a CD like a blink-182 CD or whatever and just pretend like we're blink-182. Uh so that was like as as far back as I can remember, it was like early grade school that I I knew I wanted to be in a band. Um and then it wasn't until I was 10 that my parents bought me my first drum set. And so drums was actually my first instrument. I was a drummer before anything else. Uh, and yeah, yeah, kind of a random fact. Uh and oh, yeah, nice. I mean it was really cool. Like just kind of, you know, I was taking drum lessons. I I was just like really really wanting to be in a band. I really liked Green Day at the time. I uh, like every day after school I listened to Dookie, like Top Down every day in 5th grade. Uh just cuz like I Yeah, that was that was the time to do that. Dude, um, same. <laughs> so that I don't know. That was uh that
0: was the album. I, I don't know. I guess
2: like my really really early beginnings before I even played in a band. Um was like yeah like really young Before I was even 10 and then 10 I started Playing music Um, What happened was that Neighbor kid I remember He got a guitar and started taking Guitar lessons I started taking drum lessons And he played my drum set And he decided you know what Um actually I'm the Drummer now and then he just Got a drum set like a week Later cause like he was I guess <laughs> see, I'm, his His dad was like a doctor So it like Whatever he wanted, he could have. So, like, he was like, you know what? I want a drum set. So his parents just went out and bought him a fucking drum set. And he was like, I'm the drummer of the band now. So I was like, whoa, well, I can't just buy a guitar, (laughs) you know? But what happened, though, was my younger brother... I have two younger brothers. One of them plays guitar, and one of them is primarily a bass player, although that bass player plays, like, every instrument and is the most talented musician in the family. Um, But, like, there is a... When I was 11, there was a guitar and a bass laying around because of my younger brothers. Uh, and I picked up the gu- the guitar and I just kind of like opened up. Uh, he had like these lesson books that he got from taking lessons. And I just went through them and I started reading them. And uh, I just started teaching myself how to play guitar. I've never really had a guitar teacher. So um, that, was, that was really cool. And when I think about that, I'm like, damn, I did that as, as an 11-year-old like I would spend a whole summer just going through guitar books and like learning basic music theory and like um just just trying to figure out how music works so I could kind of get a grasp on it so I could start writing songs uh because that was always my goal I wasn't learning too many covers I mean I know some songs but like my my main goal is I wanted to be a songwriter uh so you know I I started learning music theory chords uh how to like uh like write leads basically like learning scales, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that, that got me started on guitar and then I realized, wow, well, bass is really similar. It's just like a guitar that's bigger and has only four strings. So then I started picking up bass too. Um, yeah. And then, uh, from there, let's see, what did I do after, I guess after that, you know, when I was like 13 or whatever, I started playing in my church band, but I played like every instrument. So I was like before I really played in an actual band, I was playing like like every Saturday night and Sunday morning for this church that my family went to, uh, for like their student uh worship team or whatever. Uh and I would yeah, like at one weekend I would play drums, the next weekend I'd play guitar, and then the weekend after that I'd play bass and like I just kept I was just like a multi instrumentalist like going back and forth between all those things. Yeah. Uh <laughs> That's yeah awesome. I, I I forget how, like, cool that was, actually. Um, You guys are remembering. I'm remembering about my childhood. This is actually making me kind of (laughs) happy.
1: At such a young age to be doing that. Uh, It all
2: started in a church band. But, yeah, and then uh, it wasn't until I was 14, I think, that I started. Well, see, I know I played my first show when I was 15. So, like, I was probably, you know, like, 14, 15 when I really started, like, getting together with people my age that I went to school with. And started making music uh and it was all awful uh i was tone deaf and i couldn't sing and it was the worst <laughs> ever but uh it was also a lot of fun and um i'm glad i stuck with it
0: uh-huh. yeah it's no i think it's, i think it's
2: working out now um like you know it's funny because i started out being honestly tone deaf and then now I feel like one of my stronger points is writing melodies. Uh so it, I it's kind of weird how I just did like a 180 over I guess 10 years. Um but but yeah, I guess that's a a pretty good um a, a little history lesson on my life if you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um I, I definitely relate because um, I know I got my like, first guitar when I was like 11 on Christmas or something. And then I just like started playing and then my brother got one and we would play together. And like, obviously, I never got into like a band bandwagon. I, I was one that always did covers. I was never good at writing. So, um, but that's really impressive. <laughs> so, like, I've obviously been doing this for a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've been in it for a really long time. Um, There was, like, one year of my life where I was not in a band, Uh, but that was also one year of my life that I was really into recording bands, so I've never really stepped away from music. Uh, It's absolutely a part of my identity, and I can't really remember a time when it wasn't. Uh, So, yeah, I'm a slave to it, but I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: That's awesome. So how long have you been touring with your band with troubled minds specifically?
2: Well, um I guess you could say like really officially, I guess you could say uh like since 2018. Um but I mean with everything in life, it was like a slow moving uh kind of a slow moving thing. So like troubled minds, I started making music uh as troubled minds under that name when i was like uh 18 or 19 like right after high school and i'm 25 now so like i've been using that name and writing songs under it for quite a while uh the first lineup of the band that started around 2013 uh was um it was cool but uh it, we went on a tour uh with a band called we were there and i think it was 2014 and we did a west coast tour so that was technically my first like real tour. Um but I'm trying to remember. I know I've done like before that I did like weekend runs. You know, cuz that's kind of how it starts. You start by like, you know, taking your weekend and um, you yeah. know, booking like three shows, two or three shows uh and like, you know, you make it a loop. So like in in Phoenix uh, like one cool loop that you could do is, uh, I don't know, like you play Tucson and then you could play San Diego and then you could play Phoenix, you know, that's a good weekend run right there. Or like you could go and you could play like LA and Flagstaff and come home, or uh, you, I mean, even like if you really wanted to, you could probably do Salt Lake City, Flagstaff, home, you know. Uh, so I started doing things like that, uh, beforehand, but that, I guess like my very first tour was in 2014, but then there was a time period where uh the initial lineup broke up I started getting really into recording because that's what I was going to school for um so I kind of started developing this like this new niche passion of music that wasn't really like necessarily playing it and it's often like a very misunderstood kind of like field uh like what goes on in the studio so I don't know like I kind of went off on this path uh for a while and um it wasn't until I think 2016 that I started, like, really playing music again, like, Under Troubled Minds, Uh, and that was when Gabe joined the band, and I don't think you guys met Gabe because he wasn't on the last tour, Um, but it was, yeah, Gabe jumped back in, Zach, our original drummer, jumped back in, and I don't think you guys met either of them, Uh, but we were a three-piece for a while, and I, basically, we had all those songs left over from, like, 2014 that uh didn't get recorded or released so what I did was like I took all the songs that I wrote and we re-recorded them uh and I recorded it myself as like my first like um like one of my one of my first official like recording projects and you can listen to that recording it's uh something worth saving we put it out I think we put it out in 2016 or 2015 I can't really remember the exact date yeah but um that was that was fun. Uh I was really into live recording because I was influenced a lot by um this local recording guy. His name is Jalapaz Nelson. Uh if you want to look him up. But he's recorded bands like AJJ and Diners and like just all these like really cool local bands. And he swears by live recording. Um, so what we did was we set up the drums, uh, my guitar and the bass, because we were three piece at the time, uh, in my living room at my parents' house. And uh you know, I like ran the snake out to the living room, and then I had all that connected back into my room. Um, basically, still doing that, just at a different house. Uh, <laughs> but hey, man, it works. Um, but yeah, I you know I did that, and like, um, yeah, we we recorded it live, and we did some overdubs, and then I mixed it, and like, I listened back to it, and although like I did it nearly like five years ago, I still feel like it turned out pretty good for what it was, and um. Yeah, so I mean, there's that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of just rambling and just talking about the history of my life, but I guess that that's what this is about, no, right? You're good.
1: That's that's the point of this.
2: I'm not used to talking so much about myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did I, did I answer your question?
0: Oh yeah, no, totally did. Okay. Um, so like kind of like a follow up on that. Um, from like tours that you have been on, like what's your favorite city that you've ever performed in?
2: Um, I really like. Hmm. Well, like my favorite city, I honestly my favorite spot to play probably would be like in Berkeley, California. I feel like that city is really like what you want out of a music scene. Uh we've played uh in like the Bay Area three times and it that's like definitely uh a city where like you can play, come back and then come back again and people start catching on to you. Uh and like people in that area are actually like paying attention to music and the scene and like It's um it's really that city seems to be like what you want out of a music scene. It's like the best way I can put it. Um and I mean like I love I always love getting out to like the Pacific Northwest. It's always really nice to see the greenery. I just kinda like that area, I think. Probably because I'm so used to seeing the desert all the time. So whenever I see like lush green, it's like, (laughs) whoa, like colors, you know, like you whenever we get up to like the Seattle area or like the Washington area, it's always like crazy seeing colors on leaves like it's crazy to see a leaf here I don't know if you guys I mean Salt Lake City's not that much different um than than Phoenix uh but yeah you know it's it's really cool my favorite part of touring is just seeing like different areas and just seeing like how beautiful some areas are and like the desert can be beautiful too I've probably just seen it all my life so I'm kind of over it but just like seeing I guess like um just how nature changes in different areas of of the world is just so cool
1: so kind of a follow-up to that uh what's kind of the difference that you feel between playing a show in like berkeley uh compared to like playing a show at home in phoenix
2: well i mean there's a lot of differences um like i mean there's a lot of differences between your hometown and any other town that's not your hometown like for my hometown, I can hit up a lot of people to come to a show, you know, and um the thing is the the flip side to that is that uh people are a little less likely to come out to a hometown show because they can always catch the next one uh so it's like yes, I can hit up more people and I have more friends there, but it's like um sometimes a little harder to get uh all of those people out uh. Whereas, like, just playing anywhere other than home, it's always, like, a really cool treat to, like, see your old friends again, and it's, like, um, I don't know, you you know, like, uh, it's, yeah, it's just cool seeing, like, familiar faces again after not seeing each other for, like, six months or a year, you know, however long it's been since you've been back. Um, yeah, and, like, between, I don't know, like, Phoenix and, uh, and, like, Berkeley, just as an example... Um, I, I've only played like three shows there. So like, it's, it's really hard to speak like of their scene, you know what I mean? But it just like, like I said before, it just seems like people out there really care. They really give a shit. Uh, whereas, you know, in some other places it's apparent that people don't give as much of a shit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just like, again, you know, I've only been there like three times. I can't really like speak of their scene. Like I live there. But it's just like an observation I made.
0: Yeah, totally. That makes sense. And so I grew up in Georgia where I feel like the scene is totally different there than it is in Salt Lake. And it's like as much as I wasn't in it as much, like honestly, well, where I grew up in Georgia, which it was Augusta, which is just a golf town. It's boring as hell. And then like (laughs) Salt Lake City and, you know, it's people care I feel like people care more out here as well. And so like I can definitely relate to like what you're saying there for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean like a music scene is just as like really it's just like how much people care at the end of the day. Like, yes, having good bands is good, but you know, when you're in a town where there's like so much good talent and people don't care, it's really sad. But I'd rather have like decent bands and people just like give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I guess like morale is huge.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, when you when you are on, you know, these tours and going to different cities, what's your favorite song to play?
2: Oh jeez. Um, you know, I haven't really thought of that. Um, favorite song to play. Hold on. Yeah, it's really not I really don't have one to be honest. Uh I think I I think I have uh, least favorite songs. I guess maybe I'm just like that negative of a person. Um, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, I think my least favorite song to play live right now is "Vacancy," which is sad because we just put that out. But that <laughs> that song, that song, I just can't I can't project my voice in it. I chose like too low of a melody, so th- that just always sucks. Um, it's fun to play "Chronophobia" live. That's a good fun old one um it's fun to play i like playing exit uh that's like one of my favorite songs that we have um let's see i'm thinking i'm thinking and yeah i think that i think probably between chronophobia and exit stage left i think those are my two favorites they can see my least favorite
1: (laughs) um so kind of a follow-up to that you mentioned your least favorite song what's a song that you will never
2: play live Oh geez, the song I'll never play live. I don't think. I don't know if I have one. I mean, let me think. Because I mean, if I wrote it and put it out, you know, like <laughs> I should, I shouldn't say I'll never play this live. Ah, um, oh, shoot. Okay. You know what? No, it's easier. Let's open up Spotify because I'm on the computer. <laughs> I'm gonna look my band up really quick. I'm just gonna look at our discography really quick because that's just a lot easier for me. Uh. Visual person. Uh, Where... uh, Dude, my band? Hold on. Oh, Troubled Minds. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Song I'll Never Play Live. Dude. Dude. Honestly, I'm just looking at a discography of straight bangers, man. I don't think I can answer this question. Every
0: single one is a banger, you guys. If you haven't listened to these guys yet, you have to now.
2: (laughs) No, I've... Like, honestly, we've played... We have played all of these songs live before, and I would be happy to do any of these again, as long as we are, like, rehearsed on it and won't screw it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So... I have. Okay. So a question that like, I always want to know from different bands, because I think it's always funny. So like, I feel like everyone has some kind of like crazy concert experience. Like you've gone to this show and like something crazy happened, whether it's in the audience on stage or whatever. Do you have any of those kinds of things that have happened when you guys um, have been performing at a show? This...
2: So like you specifically want a story of something crazy that happened while we were performing?
0: Or just at any kind of show maybe you were um, a headline... Attending or... Yeah, or supporting or anything like that.
2: Well, I mean, I have a good tour story. Uh, Actually, it happened in Salt Lake City, but it was before I met you guys. Um, So, we were... We were playing in Salt Lake City uh, at the Underground uh, with this band uh, called Laika the Dog from Boise. So, uh, after the show... Uh, both bands were kind of looking for a place to stay cause we were both out of town. And, um, it turns out that the other band knew a guy that owns this, uh, gym equipment store. So basically like a store that sells treadmills and things like that. Uh, we weren't told that though. We were just told that like, we can go to this gym. So we were thinking like, oh, cool. Like they'll have showers. That's nice. Uh, this sounds weird, but we'll make it happen. So we pull up, we figure out it's not a gym, it's just a gym equipment store. Um, So we're kind of like throwing our sleeping bags down on the ground, just like the hard floor. There's no showers, so the one benefit didn't happen. Um, And uh, it was like one of the guys from the band that we were playing with and his friend that owned the, the shop went out. And it's like already one in the morning. And also this guy is like, very drunk. We, we roll up the owner of the store is definitely like on something. Um, I have a video on my phone of him, like taking me and Gabe to like his office back room. Cause he was like, let me show you how I make my, my money. Let me show you how I make my money, my living. <laughs> and so he like brings us back there. I start recording all of it because like, I think this guy is going to like take us back there and try and murder us or something. Uh, and he just ends up like wobbling around, very drunk, shows us his, uh, just an outlet on the wall. Like, uh, you know, you just plug things in, uh, and he's like, check this out, man. It's a 15 amper dude. And I'm like, cool. It's a 15 amp outlet. <laughs> and so, and then we like walk out, but I ha- I have the video on my phone. I could send it to you of just like this guy He's, he has, like, a Hawaiian shirt on, but it's unbuttoned, like, halfway down. So his, like, chest hair and everything is showing. And he's just, like, wobbling around and, like, I don't know. It was really sketchy. So, anyways, uh, it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning at this point. We're, like, trying to sleep on this hard floor. And he busts open the door. And he goes, yo! And he, like, turns on the light. And I'm, I, I remember very specifically just, like, laying on my side and thinking, like, if I don't move... And if I don't open my eyes, he has to shut up and stop talking. But he didn't. He kept going. And he goes, who wants a taco? And like, I guess he went to Jack in the Box. He went to Jack in the Box and got some tacos. And I hear him go, Bacino. Uh, so our guitar player is John Bacino. He goes, Bacino. Hey, Bacino, I see you over there. I see you moving. He's like, don't fucking ignore me. You want a taco? And he tries He's like trying to offer us tacos. He's probably on coke or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, I gotta sum sum this up. So the the morning happens. We didn't get any sleep. We're exhausted. Uh, there was a hole in the wall, and I I don't know exactly what happened, but none of us did it. And his wife, the the store owner's wife, shows up and she goes, "Honey, what is this hole in the drywall?" <laughs> and um. Uh, and he looks at it and he goes, ugh, must have been the band. And we're like, fuck you, dude. That was you last night, you piece of shit. And we just, like, roll out of there. <laughs> but, yeah, he tried to blame the the hole in the wall on us. And we're just like, hell no, dude. Screw you. So that was probably the craziest night on tour that I've ever had. Just, like, the weirdest, strangest, kind of sketchy thing. <laughs>
0: We're sorry that you came to our city and had this kind of experience.
2: <laughs> That's okay because the next time, the, literally the, the next time we were in Salt Lake City was so much better. We ended up like meeting you guys, of course. And then um, we stayed in this house called the, um, it's called the Nash Crash Pad. And um, the the family's name is like, their last name is Nash. Uh, I can't remember their first names, and I, I feel terrible for it. But, um, we it's like this beautiful home, uh, like three story home. Like it has a basement, mid floor, and then a, a second story. And um, they just like, you know, just smoke us out. Like they're super chill. They host a lot of reggae bands, which is cool. And I looked through their book of like all the reggae bands that have stayed there. Um, and then. They like they gave us the whole basement to stay in, and they had bunk beds. They had like, uh, they had like instruments down there that we could play, and like some of them were like children's instruments, which were fun. Uh, and yeah, it was just like, like I I had my own bed the next time we were in Salt Lake City. Like I had, uh, they made us things. Like um, they made us like keychains that said "Troubled Minds" on them. Oh my gosh! And then they made us, uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, they're awesome people and they made um they had like like a sign that said welcome troubled minds when we went into the basement and like it was like unreal how much these people cared and like that it's just funny how like you can have like a terrible experience one time and then the next time like you just have this like overwhelmingly awesome experience in a city so touring is a coin cost. like like you'll you'll toss the coin and it can be heads or tails you like you never really know what you're gonna get so you kind of have to like be okay with that when you go out
0: oh yeah for sure and then and that night was honestly like so much fun because we went and got pizza with you guys afterward um at a little place called pie Hall here in salt lake and like it was just really cool to just like sit down and get to know you guys you know like it was just awesome
2: yeah yeah and it was that was the first night when i realized that we should probably try and do that more often where we like Make friends with uh, some of the people at the show and like see if we can get food after the show with them, just because like the the one thing I don't like about show and I shouldn't say don't like about shows, but one c- bummer is it's hard to like get to know people it's hard to talk at a show and get to know people when bands are playing because you can't really talk over bands um so yeah I think I think we're gonna try and do that more often um you know, if we meet some cool people at a show, see if we can like hang out with them afterwards and like um you know try and like really like establish relationships essentially
1: yeah and then those people are more likely to like share your name and get yourself out there
0: and ask you to be on a random ass podcast totally yeah
2: (laughs) right yeah and like so many opportunities come out of relationships um so yeah i i mean like lately i've been like hiding in my hole just because i go through phases and like i think this whole quarantine thing kind of has me like isolated um uh, literally uh so i haven't really been like talking to people in our group chats as much but like most people will tell you that like we're pretty social uh we try and like keep our connections and we try and like i don't know just like establish a positive relationships and like i don't know that's like one of the coolest things about music i think and touring is just like making friends um Across, across the country or even, like, across the world. I mean, we haven't been there yet, but we've we've been up and down the West Coast of the U.S. and, you know, making friends a, a, as often as we can, and it's been really cool, you know. For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, one of the super fun things about, like, going to shows as, like, someone who just goes to shows. is like, you just, you get to meet these bands and get to hang out with them and become friends. You meet random other people in the scene. Um uh, like <laughs> there's a guy I work with and um I don't know how I even wound up talking one time I think I wore like a, I think it, it was a shirt of some kind I think it was like a sleep on her shirt or something he's like yo you like them and I'm like yeah dude and so we'll like trade like bands back and forth and now we're just like best friends um and I feel like that's like all due to like that yeah. music scene you know like people that are into it are so into it and then you just have like these great relationships
2: yeah, well, I mean, um, sharing bands back and forth is like one of the greatest ways to bond with a human being. Uh, that's just like such a, you know, and it's like it's always a coin toss. Like, if uh, do, am I saying coin toss right? Yeah. Am I yeah. saying coin? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking too hard. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> edit this later, please. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's always a coin toss on like whether or not they're going to have, like, the same taste in music as you, but, like, when, when you find somebody else that, like, vibes on the same stuff as you, it's, like, wow. Like, uh, where have you been all my life? You know what I mean? And, like, um, uh, yeah, just sharing bands and, like, I don't know, just, like, s- sending somebody, like, their new favorite band uh, is definitely a potential to actually happen and, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I love sharing music back and forth with people. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and that was, like, for me one of the reasons we kind of started this podcast is so we can like share it with friends and they can share it with friends and then they get to know um these bands that maybe they wouldn't have heard of before and then you guys have new fans and which is extremely important especially during this time where you guys can't go on tour because obviously that's a huge source of income for you guys so if you have new fans listening to you on spotify itunes whatever buying merch you know every little bit helps and so like I don't know, that's kind of fulfilling for me to be like, oh, hey, guys, go listen to Trouble Minds and, you know, check them out. If you like them, you know, support them.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate that. It's really interesting that you say that um, touring is like uh, one of our biggest, like, forms of income because, like, it's like it is, I guess, maybe, and it isn't uh, because... Like it's also like the biggest expense. True. <laughs> at the same yeah, time, yeah, very true. It's a uh, it's a really funny catch twenty uh, two. Our goal is always to break even after a tour. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's because I've been thinking about that a lot. Like you know, without touring, it's uh, it's kind of hard to get out there. Like I've been trying to do what I can from like our Instagram and our Twitter, but I feel like it's. Like, you got to go out there and you got to play shows. You know what I mean? Um, Unless, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like, an expert at this. Like, I guess some bands are really good at the internet thing. I am not terrible, but I'm not good enough to, like, not tour. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get back out there and tour once um, things start opening back up. Um, I know things here are supposed to slowly start opening up. May fifteenth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that shows are happening. Uh, I think shows are going to be like one of the more last things to start opening up, uh, because I mean, obviously, like large groups and people are kind of scared about that, especially in like close proximity. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've I w- had a conversation the other day with uh with our manager, which we actually do have a manager now. I I don't know if I told you guys that. Oh hey, um, nice. But his name is. Yeah, his name is Eric Drogmuller. He's he's really cool. Uh, But he was talking to us about, like, what's opening first and what's going to be, like, what what are some states that are going to open up later. And I know that, like, kind of, like, middle, like, the middle part of the country with, like, Texas and all that, it should be opening up sooner than later. And, uh, like, some of the last places to open up will be, like, California and New York, which it sucks that California is going to be, like, one of the last places to open up for us since that's like the best part about being in Arizona is being right next to California. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to plan some routes and I want to like, uh, link up with some bands. I've been talking with some bands about, um, like show swapping, but I also kind of want to like talk to bands about potentially doing like two or three dates. Like if we book, like uh, just as an example, like if we book another West Coast run, uh, have like a band from like Southern California join us for like three days up the coast, and then when we get up to the Pacific Northwest, link up with another band that does like another three dates with us and then link up with another band that'll do like uh Boise Salt Lake City Flagstaff with us or something. Um, and if I I mean I really like a goal is to just find cool bands that I really genuinely love, uh, that are down to do that with us, like all over the country. Uh, Because I think that would be a really fun way to do it, especially if I'm choosing bands. Like, if these bands, like, have had experience touring regionally in their area. uh, Like, if we're on the East Coast, where we're so far from home, it'd be so nice to have, like, a band that's down to join us and um, that has experience touring in that area and all that. So that's kind of something I'm slowly doing in in my free time. So you
1: have... Uh, I know this. You've done shows and tours with bands, and then I know you've also done some kind of single-run shows where it's just you as a band. Which do you
2: prefer? I can probably guess the answer. We haven't... But... Honestly, Honestly, we have... Most of our tours have just been us uh, and then locals. Uh, we have... Uh, we have done some tours with other bands, actually, like, like regional stuff. Um, I... I haven't had enough experience uh touring with other bands to really answer this. I think I'm going to choose I mean it depends on the band. Probably probably touring with other bands. Um because that's that's always fun to just like know that you're going to have some homies everywhere. Um but you know, I don't know, like I we haven't really we haven't really toured with other bands enough to really know so i'm gonna honestly i'm gonna answer this with a solid i don't know <laughs> i i need to get back out there and have more experience
0: yeah definitely so i feel like this is a really good follow-up question so if you had like a dream lineup that you could be on like well what, what bands would be consisting of that lineup or would consist on that line, lineup
2: okay dream dream lineup like if i could be on tour with any band yeah. what band would i choose like
0: what is that lineup
2: i would choose heart attack man because they're, so I would choose Heart Attack Man as like the main headliner and we would open for them because I think they're super cool guys and I love their music and they're just, they're just perfect. Oh yeah, we love them. Um, uh, I would probably also, I've never met these guys before, but I love their new record that they came out with, uh, Hot Mulligan. I would Ooh. definitely tour with Hot Mulligan. I think they're super sick. Um, let's see. I should probably choose like one more band, huh? Let's see. Who would I choose as another band to tour with? Um, oh, you know what? right before all this happened, um I because I also I work for um like uh it's called how do I explain this? um I work for Psycho Steve and we book shows. That's like a booking mm-hmm. agent dude um but I was the promoter rep for microwave. And uh, they're all really cool guys. Uh, that was a really cool show to work because I mean they were having a rough day. They popped like two tires, um, and uh, they came like super late to the show. But I helped them unload their stuff and um, got them situated. I kept their beer fridge stocked and everything. And they were just really cool guys. Um, so like, and I think their their music is awesome too. I fuck it. Throw a microwave on that. That's that's the dream. That's the dream uh, touring lineup. And obviously, we would be just so lucky to be on that. <laughs> um, We would be the baby band. I
0: think that sounds like a really solid tour.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. I think that, yeah. Um, Hold on. I think Christian's knocking on my door. Come on in. Hey, hey we got Christian from Troubled Minds in the
0: house. Hey. Yeah.
2: Want to get on this?
0: Oh, how are you? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. What are your names? So I'm Jaden.
2: And I'm Spencer.
3: Jaden and Spencer.
2: Try, remind Christian about what we did after our Salt Lake City show. So we went, we went to uh,
1: the pizza place after
3: the Salt Lake show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of (laughs) course. Yeah, now you remember. There, sit. How are you guys? Doing good. How about you? new? Oh, you know, just living this life.
0: true that but, uh, yeah it's it's kind... i just taught a student go ahead
3: wait go ahead oh, oh okay i'll go I'll go um uh, i just taught a student and uh he's just getting really bored with life he's 10 years old and he's like, i don't know what to do and i was like i don't know man uh go look up how to make like a trap out of sticks and rocks <laughs> like catch a <laughs> bug or something like giving him like ridiculous things to do um but, you know, I'm just, just living that life, I guess.
0: Um, so one of the questions that we actually asked Matt that I think would be awesome to ask you, too, is, um, so, like, where did you really get your start in music? Like, how, how young were you really when you really had this interest in being in a band and being in, in music?
3: Yeah, yeah. So my dad started teaching me guitar when I was um, nine years old. And when I was 12 or 13, I realized I really wanted to be in a band because I it much i started you know i'd play like ac Metallica, and like all that stuff but when i was 13 i was like oh i want to be in a band now and so i i i knew no drummers so i kind of like bit the bullet almost kind of like felt like i was biting the bullet i was like all right i'll learn drums and i ended up just like falling in love with it and from the time i was 13 until now i've just constantly been on that grind i guess
0: Yeah, that's way cool. Drums is the one thing I could never, ever, ever get down. And it's probably just because, like, I don't know, I'm really bad at tapping things. I don't know. But <laughs> it's always impressive to me when, you know, someone can actually play the drums and do it well, and you definitely do it well, so.
3: Yeah, you know, um, it was uh, it was kind of tough learning drums at first. I didn't, like, have anyone to teach me, so I taught myself. But um, I ended up feeling like someone – no one ever taught me to put the snare on three type of thing or the snare on two and four. I kind of guessed where the snare was and I ended up feeling where it was. And that was really cool because eventually I learned that there was like math to music and that there's like a, a way to do it. But the way that I was feeling it was uh was like also adequate. So I feel like I learned a little bit kind of uh not the right way, but I really enjoy the way I learned. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I think some of the best musicians are like they start out self-taught and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, it's supposed to be done this way. I guess I've been doing that my whole life anyway, so it's fine. Um, But (laughs) definitely respect (laughs) the self-taught for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of everyone just anyone that's uh, a musician can say that that's just like, oh, I just picked up guitar and started strumming or. I just was at Guitar Center and started hitting the drums or something. That's kind of just how everyone gets their
3: start.
0: Mine was Rock Band. Just yeah, dude, Guitar Rock Band's hero. pretty legit,
3: especially for drums.
0: Oh yeah, we had a, the full set when I was a kid, and like we drummed that thing into the ground and stopped working after like two months. But also had like four siblings, and we all took turns on it like twenty four seven. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I would invite uh my friends over and, you know, we'd get one guy on the guitar, one guy on the bass, one guy on the drums, and we'd be playing whatever world tour Guitar Hero had to offer. Was, oh, yeah, had, <laughs> those good I think times. our first
0: Guitar Hero was like Aerosmith. And so you have, we had like these, I mean, like I was 12, my brother was 13, so you have like this 12 and 13 year old that knew like every Aerosmith song, and people were like, what? How do you know that, like, <laughs> dude? It's on Guitar Hero. How do you not know that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a South Park episode that uh, that kind of touches on that that I really like. So we uh, kind of talked to
1: Matt and a little bit about this, but we want uh, your input on both of these. Um, so what do you do off tour? This, this podcast is kind of about touring life as a musician.
3: Mm-hmm. What was your question? What do I do? Oh, what do I do off tour? So what do you do um, when you're not on tour? Yeah, yeah. So I teach a lot. Um, I'm a private tutor. I used to work for um, school, but I ended up kind of switching into my own private tutoring life. So that's how I, like, make money and also... Um, Enjoy my job. I just go to kind of parents' houses and teach their kids whatever instrument I can teach them. And then um, on my off time, I mean, I'm just kind of always trying to get better at either music or just better myself. You know, in life, I guess. Um, I try to keep my myself busy with progression, essentially personal progression. It's always a good thing.
2: You guys asked me that question.
1: No. no. I don't know if I that's that. what I was actually about to say if you want to do some input on that as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we should probably grab two chairs. We could do that. Oh, okay. We have more than one chair in this house. Um <laughs> So, what I do uh before uh the quarantine thing happened, uh I record bands and actually I'm doing that the most right now. Um so I have I'm sitting in the the control room of my studio which is also my bedroom uh proud of that uh (laughs) uh yeah and then I like I recently just like built a bunch of uh bass traps and like acoustic treatment for our living room and we've been recording uh out of that space and like honestly it's been sounding really good I've been really happy with that um so that's kind of where my head's been the most now uh but before quarantine happened I was doing live sound as well um Just, like, for different, like, uh, production companies and, like, churches and stuff. And then um, I did mention already that I do work for Psycho Steve, which is a promoter in town. And uh, so I'm, like, a promoter rep sometimes. uh, Or I'll just work box office. uh, And, uh, yeah, I work at a local venue called the Rebel Lounge, which is really cool. Um, uh, And I I work box office there. Um, Do I do anything else? What else what else can I do? Yeah, that's I, I I'm a general hustle guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You guys got the most,
3: most hustle I've seen, it. honestly, out of a lot of people. It's truly inspiring. Beautiful.
2: I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Same. I feel like I just have one job, but I'm dedicating, like, 12 hours a day to getting that damn thing done. So, like.
2: See, that's the kind of shit that, like, kills me. And, like, it it all kills you. But, like, I I've done that before. Actually, I don't know if I've ever done that before. I don't know if I've ever actually had a point in my life where I just had one job and I just did that job. I've always just had a million things going on. Maybe I would like it, but. Eh, I also like doing a bunch of shit, so you know, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, okay, this is a good one. So, like, what's like a normal day on tour like for you guys? Oh, that's a good
2: one. I like that. You, yeah, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll go first because Christian's only done one tour with us, but it's you know, you, all you need is one. Um, we we will wake up on somebody's floor, and we are so grateful for that floor. Uh, and we will uh get coffee somewhere. Um and probably food uh could be anywhere it could be like uh, like an actual coffee shop or just a gas station uh and then we will hit the road and we will drive for a long time uh we'll probably stop to get gas and go to the bathroom and then we'll drive more and then we'll get to a show uh normally at the show uh we will like try and talk to some people like you know make some friends all that, like, uh, you know, we'll play a show, uh, we'll play the set, you know, I'll, I'll rinse it, yeah, I'll, I'll run to the merch table, uh, you know, see if anybody wants to buy merch, and then like, yeah, like sometimes, uh, if, if we meet cool people, we'll like try and hang out, uh, and like find a place to stay, and yeah, at that point, rinse and repeat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what do you do to keep yourself entertained on those long drives?
2: Um, So normally I'm kind of like, uh, I'm on my phone. I am like posting about the show or I'm trying to like invite some friends uh, to the show. Um, that's pretty much my job. Uh, I like driving is also really nice because it kind of distracts you and it gives you something to do. Uh, Christian, what do you do to keep yourself sane on those long drives? To keep myself sane, I drive. I like to drive
3: because (laughs) I don't sit there not doing anything. You're the morning driver. Yeah, I love morning driving. Um, I I think every band might be a little different with touring, um, but the bands that I've toured with, it's pretty much what you said. You wake up on the floor and you're thankful for that floor and that. (laughs) You know, it might smell like cat shit right next to you, but you know what? (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) right. Uh, (laughs) And then I like to get up, and I don't drink coffee, but I love getting up. Um, If I get up early and have something to do, I can get up pretty easily. So I like to drive first, and uh, that usually wakes me up. And then when someone else takes over the driving job, I listen to music, or I sleep, or I like to read. And then once we get usually when we get to the show, I kind of get into like like uh just fun mode when I drink a beer, or like uh I don't know, I just like to have fun and then say hi, say what up to everybody, try to find a place to stay if we don't have a place to stay um and then, yeah, rinse and repeat, Matt, you know, once we get done with the set, I'd tell Matt go to the merch table every I'll, time. I'll pick up his shit for him <laughs> every,
2: every time, like I might be about ready to just like do it, but like we will finish the last song i'll like turn around to turn my amp off and christian always goes matt what are you doing you should be at the merch table (laughs) like
0: every time
2: (laughs) it's a fun little tradition we have and i'm like i know i'm going (laughs) he just expects me to like crowd surf my way to the to the to the merch table like i like if i'm on stage for a second after we finish the last song like he's got to say something
0: He's quick to out. it, <laughs> assertive. That's the way to be.
2: <laughs> yeah. No lag time. No,
0: it's important
3: because you might miss a you might miss a connection or a sale or whatever,
0: or but a place is. to stay. That's
3: my philosophy. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's definitely like one thing that I know that we've tried to do um, is like see if we can offer a place to stay because we we know the struggle, and so like there's been times when like. We got married like six months ago. And before then, like we were living in different places. And like, well, my roommates don't know these people. So I can't have people living in my living room. And then like...
1: <laughs> I was living at home with my parents. And they were just like, we don't want these strangers coming to our home.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're like, eh, you can come sleep in our living room. It's fine. There's like, you know, a couch and a half in there, but you know, <laughs> whatever you can. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you like going to those shows, if you have the opportunity to offer a place to stay, you should do it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We, uh, since Matt and I moved in together, we've tried to house a couple bands, but fortunately, they either had a place to stay or were just driving to the next city, which I don't like doing. I don't like playing a show and then driving to the next city at night. Um,
2: Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather like chill. Especially if, like, it means that we can hang out with people that saw us. I'd rather, like, chill at somebody's house at night than drive through the night. But, um, I don't know. I mean, we're also, like, we also, when we book our tours, we try and have, like, cities pretty close together. So we really technically haven't had to do that yet. We haven't had to, like, drive across Texas overnight because our next show was, like, 24 hours away or whatever. Um but i don't know maybe one day that'll happen and we'll just have to do it but we definitely don't prefer to do that
0: <laughs> yeah i know a, a lot of bands that come through salt lake they're like well our next stop is colorado and that that's drive fun. is especially during the winter time is insanely dangerous and we're like don't yeah, you want to yeah. like hit it when it's light out and they're like nope we got to <laughs> go and i'm like okay i'll pray for y'all but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I'm-
3: dude <laughs> that's a little spooky
0: Yeah, it's a rough one. Have you guys ever, like... How far is... Sorry, go ahead.
3: How far is Denver from Salt Lake City? I think it's only, like, maybe six hours.
0: I think it's closer to eight. Oh. But it's going through the mountains, and then especially during, like, the wintertime, like, it's icy, there's ledges, that's how people die. (laughs) So. Yep. Um, unfortunately,
3: I, wanna... I had a. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I had a friend. Uh, when I was in high school, drive through icy roads and end up dying because, of, because of that stuff. So, I'm a uh, a little more scared of it because of that experience. I think, or or having my friend, you know, pass for that. So, I don't really like to mess with winter touring too much. <laughs> and Matt actually knows that I've said that before. But maybe I should stop being a wuss sometimes.
0: <laughs> i mean you could be a worst you could be dead so
3: <laughs> yeah
0: that's
1: true yeah
3: see yeah. my see
1: really quick yeah. you uh mentioned that you immediately go to the merch table what are or i guess do you have any uh crazy stories that have happened to you at the merch table or just any right. like strange encounter that's happened to you at the merch table
2: I mean, you know, like, sometimes there's weird people that lurk around. I've had that before. Just, like, people that just, like, kind of keep talking to me about whatever, and they just don't stop. And (laughs) I'm just saying, yeah, cool, for, like, 20 minutes. Uh, So I've had that before. Um, I don't know. I've had, like, weird encounters. Like, there was one time where, like, three people were asking for a bunch of merch and, like, these weird random orders, And I think, like, what they were trying to do was confuse me, because, like, I would give somebody something, and then they would, like, like, before I could ask for, like, you know, 15 bucks for that t-shirt, like, somebody else would ask for something and, like, try and distract me. So, I've had that before. Uh, Locally, that happened once, where, like... Trying to rip you off for some free merch. Yeah. I don't know if that was really the thing. Like, I know that they were paying me, but, like, they they kept going, like... It was it was really weird, um, yeah. I I may have given them some free things, but you know whatever. Uh, I don't know why anybody anybody would want to steal band merch. That's really like not why you should buy band merch. Uh, you shouldn't try to buy band merch to like fuck people over. That's just that doesn't make any sense. But you know some people are uh, assholes. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of, like, a good specific story. Um, hold on. Digging into my brain here. I mean, I've had... One time I had this... uh, I was, like, at a house show. This girl came up to me at the merch table, and she basically just said, Hey, I have $100 that I want to give you. Uh, What can I get for $100? And she just went to town. She bought, like, four t-shirts, like, vinyl, like, just a bunch of stuff from us. Um... So that was cool. That was really awesome. I was like, who are you? I love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. If you
1: want to get on a band's good side, do that.
2: Yeah. Um, Trying to think of another crazy story. I think that might be it. But if I think of another one, I'll, I'll bring it up.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I want to ask um, Christian this question. Um, okay. Dream tour lineup that you could be on. So if Troubled Minds was opening, headlining, whatever... Um, what bands would you want on that lineup with you?
3: How many do I get?
0: (laughs) Um, let's do like a standard show, like four bands total.
3: So three, three other than us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Does it have? Does it have to like line up with our music? Can it be like different music?
0: Nah, Nah, man. It can be whatever you want. Make this as eclectic as (laughs) you want. You didn't
2: tell me that. (laughs) I answered like, never mind. Whatever. (laughs)
3: Um. Also, also, I like this game. One more question: Do they have to be still together? Ooh, I think
1: I want to say yes. This has to be a tour that that makes sense. Okay. Would
3: happen. Okay. 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 Oh goodness. Um, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kendrick.
2: Um, uh, balancing composure isn't together, huh? John Simmons a uh I think John Simmons said an emo night thing. I don't know if that counts as I don't think they're really together.
3: I would choose balancing composure, but we'll we'll uh ex we'll nay that. Um, like oh yeah, their first album separation is I can listen to that album for like weeks, months
2: on it. um, oh goodness. Can I change mine. I want to add I, I want to add in title fight If we're if yeah Cause like that bit they're... Well you know what <laughs> <laughs> You fucking said Kendrick <laughs>
0: He's together yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kendrick is
3: his own soul Kendrick still making Kendrick
0: music. ain't separated from himself yet
3: Yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness who am I listening to a lot right now Hmm, I use Apple. All right, let me get my phone. Christian's gonna look at his Apple
1: Music to see what he's been listening to. Are you wanting to change your answer other than Title
2: Fight? I mean, um, there's so there's this really cool band I've been listening to, uh, called Two Inch Astronaut. I've really been like obsessed with, um, uh, <clears throat> this album they have called, uh, Will You Please Not Help? I believe that's what it's called. Uh, I'm gonna look that up. Uh, yeah, can you please not help? Uh, but that, that's, like, dude, like, the, their fucking instrumentation on this record is so good. Um, they probably wouldn't want to tour with us. It would probably be, like, way too different of bands, but, like, they're really cool. I like them a lot. Um, yeah, uh, you're back?
3: i one, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty similar, but Flying Lotus? Are you guys familiar with him? I've heard of him. Yeah, Flying Lotus is like a electronic kind of like weird. It just makes. But yeah, Kendrick.
2: I got another one. I would tour with Death Grips.
3: Oh man! Oh Ooh. whoa! <laughs> oh yeah! I'm also gonna have to say Circus Survive because they are so dear to my heart and actually fit with our music sort yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah, no, that's closer. <laughs> So there you go. Kendrick, Flylo, Low, and uh, Circus Survive. Sorry it took so long.
2: You're good. My lineup would be Death Solid. Grips, Death Grips, Death Grips.
0: <laughs> Three-hour set. No breaks. That was a cool question. That's awesome. Well, I think that's all we really have time for today, but thanks again so much for joining on the show. Um, if you guys want to check out Troubled Minds, I think they're on all streaming platforms. And I think you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. And what's your tag? It's at uh, Troubled Minds AZ. Awesome. So check him out, guys. And thanks again for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Yeah, thank you. This is so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you for listening to On Tour With.
0: If you like what you heard, consider leaving us a comment and a like.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at On Tour With Pod.
0: And you can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for On Tour With Podcast.
1: We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then,
0: thanks for riding along.